and welcome to the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy. I'm here with Sir Mix-a-Lot, mm-hmm. Baba Juan, yep. Jay, and JP. Yes, sir. Looking fly in those sweet shoes, dude. Yeah, Talk it. me through appreciate the shoe it. choice. Are those new? Or are they old? They're old. My younger brother actually gave them to me. They're called the Michigans. Is this your younger oh, that brother that's also a winger? What was that? Yeah, yeah, he's a winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him uh, in... I don't think I met him here. I think I met him in California. I believe so. Yeah, I definitely met him in California. I don't know if that was the second time. Um, not trying, but shout out to which brother's name? Julio. Julio. Yeah. Shout, shout out Julio. Julio. Shout out to Julio. He's a. Uh, I hear he's quite the winger. Yeah, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. The... He was actually training with us for a bit. Really? Well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How was that? Have you guys ever played like on the same? Never. Uh, cool. Never. Guys, yeah. how how you how much younger? Four years. Okay. Yeah. So you wouldn't have like grown up playing in the same age. No. Or That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he trained and he did really well. Was he like a right winger? Right, left, both. Was he going against you on the left side? That's what I was going to ask. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He <laughs> That's because was he's scared. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, I, I, don't, I don't feel like as a coach, like, would you want to put them on the same side or would you like keep them away from each other? I don't know, man. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. That's good. I guess there's some more strategy that goes into that because I, because you know, like it doesn't matter what it is when you're going against yeah, a little brother. No, you know, you got to win. No, you never, yeah, never let if him anything, win. If anything, it would be to pull like the better player out of JP. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, oh shit, no, I can't. This is practice, but like, I absolutely can't let this not. More important than the biggest game is not letting my little brother win. Hey, yeah, we have, no. we do, we we have one more person with us. You forgot. To we do in the peanut gallery, uh, which is uh, disrespectful to the peanut gallery. Yes. I don't know what else to call it. We got Vic. What's up, Vic, baby? How you doing? Vic. You're not going to be able to not be able to hear him, but he did come in looking sweet, fully decked out in uh, CFC head to toe, and uh, brought the Taco Bell. So brought lunch. Yeah, what a lunch. what a good man! Shout out Vic. to Vic. What a good man! But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start a different way than we've started the last couple. Uh, we're gonna go straight to some food questions. JP, what is your most controversial food take? Do you think? Oh controversial everybody's got a thing and we'll, we'll, we may figure out what it is without but do you know what it is like do you know this thing that you like that no one else likes like tom put ketchup on pizza and ate cereal or yeah without milk those so those are like his two things so which are clearly milk. insane things to do by the way yeah and he knows that <laughs> unless yeah. you do both of those things and then in which case that'd be two in a row <laughs> no so i actually really like to put like when i eat pizza specifically i like to put ranch and parmesan cheese mm. i don't know if i know not a lot of people do that that me. is uh for i for the italians and as the honorary italian on the podcast the as uh, uh jay called me that is uh terrible and you're a bad person right, yeah, uh but yeah. okay i okay. I'll fuck with it yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could, I, j- that sounds like a thing jay would do high for sure <laughs> yeah right ranching um are you a good cook Yes, I would say yeah, I'm a good cook. Okay. Yeah, 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 I actually asked my mom for the her recipe of how to make chilaquiles. Okay. Yeah. What is that? It's a it's a Mexican dish. Hell really yeah. delicious. Oh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Delicious. Okay. Are you good at it then? I'm good. At it, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what? that your? Is that your? Uh, uh, like I have some. Uh, my wife is an incredible cook, and she has uh, her grandmother's like uh, recipe book. Mm-hmm. Like literally, her grandma wrote like ten handwritten versions of it, and we have one of them. And like her mac and cheese is like next level. She's a southern lady, you know. Mm-hmm. But her like that mac and cheese is it's like if we're going somewhere and we're taking a dish to like a party, and Rachel's like, all right, I got to blow everybody's socks off, gonna make the mac and cheese, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is that would that be your go to dish? To, I like, would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of my teammates from last year that I had them try the chilaquiles. They loved it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. 
Did they yeah. request it ever? Yeah, yeah, they uh, requested that. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then you're you're that guy. You got to bring that. You basically fed a bunch of soccer vultures that are like down to eat at any time, so you know that request was coming after. Exactly. And then need all the carbs too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They got they got to have stuff to burn. What, yeah. Okay. Well, but what's in it or what is it? So it's basically like sliced tortillas in forms of like triangles, and then you put it, put that in oil. That way, it gets like hard, uh-huh, crispy. Yeah, crispy, and then. You make the salsa on the side, and then basically you put the once the chips are crispy, you put the salsa on top. You get a any type of steak, you cut it up in pieces, and then you put that on top. You put sour cream, cheese, and uh, a sunny side up egg on oh, top. Shit. It's delicious. Nice, well done, dude. That uh, I am. Yeah, that sounds so good. Hey, did you see? He knows where the buttons are now. Right, he's, he get, he's getting better yeah, at it. Yeah. <laughs> he's I'm not. Like, he's not hovering and being like, "Oh shit, wait." No, just wait till I. Just wait. <laughs> I even have them written down here. Uh, just wait till I. Uh, till I get this. A- actually, one day when we put the do my idea, which I won't say on the. I might do you make your salsa? Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's a, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I yeah. Uh, I just recently got into that, so I've been making my own pico and my own salsa at home. Fresh pico is like just it, you can't beat it, can't. and so I've learned how to make like personal portions with like the right amount of onion, cilantro, tomato, and then like instead of jalapenos, I'm so Caucasian that I use poblano peppers, mm. um, because like it's it, probably fire. It, it, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's just Definitely not that good. spicy. It's just missing a kick, and like that upsets like more people than than me yeah but you know. but that's how you like it that's how i like it yeah. Yeah, yeah but i mean i guess if i was trying to impress somebody and i was gonna bring a dish i guess i'd put jalapenos <laughs> hell yeah dude <laughs> do, uh, you, do you leave the seeds in your pico de guy if you use jalapeno yeah yeah that's yeah. a that's a traditional thing yeah a lot of places you go to they de-seed jalapeno then put it in there and it's like this is like that's not hot uh-huh. um but uh shout out to uh loa on at, at on is that broad in East Main? Mm-hmm. The grocery store. Uh, they have a taco stand in the back. Uh, so fire. And their pico like makes my face bleed. It's so spicy. But I. I but you love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I'll eat it all the time. Yeah. You just can't eat it if you want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your go to comfort dish? Something that maybe like, uh, I don't know if it reminds you of home or maybe it's something that you make because you, you need to chill and relax. So I would say chilaquiles. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mom knows like when I'm home. She's like, do you want you like it? I'm like, you know it. Yes. Did you ask? Yes, me? I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. How about pregame meal? You got a favorite? Okay, pregame meal. So I'm switching it up a little bit this year, but I would say, generally speaking, from like the past, I would say like an omelet, like a specific omelet with broccoli, mushrooms, um, bell peppers, tomatoes. And then a little bit of shredded cheese. And then that's... that's How many eggs? Three. Whole eggs? Yes. It's an important question. I, question. Hell yeah. So three, question. three whole eggs. When do you eat it? Like uh, like so I would hour, say, two hours, three hours? So I would say like in the morning and then like at eight. And then as it gets closer to the game in the afternoon, I just have a smoothie. Nice. Yeah. Heck a yeah. smoothie. Yeah. So you, you like to be hungry then? Yeah. A little bit. Maybe not empty yeah. stomach, but like... So like right now, I'm actually intermediate fasting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But not on game day? I don't know. That's where I'm kind of going to yeah, just kind of get a it'll change when, you, when you're going to have to have the, the things to burn to be right, able to right. use the energy you get. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, dude. IF is, is powerful, but like... I mean, that that Vic's a big, a big uh, IF guy. But like if you, if you need to do athletics... 
how are you doing with training and not eating? I more? feel great. Yeah? yeah, I feel great. I actually feel great. So like, yeah, like the 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 mind and the body will like test you a little bit, mm. but after you kind of like get through that like little like dizziness and stuff like that, I feel fine. Just dizziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a little bit. As long as I don't pass out. Yeah, I'm good. exactly. <laughs> it's interesting Uh, though because it does test you so like in the the morning like i'll right now i've just been having a smoothie and so then my first meal of the day will be like anywhere between like five and seven and wow yeah yeah, yeah. okay wow what do you put in your smoothie uh so blueberries banana um strawberries organic protein mm, peanut butter and almond milk okay so you're not going fully fast fasted but you're you're not having any real food you're just having like a smoothie in the morning and then nothing all afternoon yeah wow that's just to try it out oh yeah i mean whatever works can i give you a little tip maybe not maybe you don't like them my wife recently started putting dates in our i just i have smoothie every morning my wife makes a killer smoothie i wake up and when i leave i'm literally like i have one every day she's she's awesome i don't deserve her in reality but she started putting dates in it, and it's like it's a little sweet to go with like all the tart from all the other fruits. And dude, it is banger. Like mm-hmm. on when dates. when she doesn't, I'll drink it pretty fast. But when she puts it in there, I'm definitely getting a brain freeze. Okay, hundred percent. Okay. So just a, just a little tip. Switch it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually forgot oats. Oats. Like, oh like, yeah. yeah. Old fashioned oats. I put that's that a, in there. It's a well. very healthy smoothie. It's a very healthy smoothie. What about okay? So we were talking about like pregame. What's your like? What do you do? At, do you do you gorge after? Like I know some guys who are like they they hold off. They eat a light meal, then they play, and then they just eat whatever they want uh, as like after? a cheat. Yeah, it's not a cheat, but like you know they reward. I guess yeah, reward's a better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll usually do that like the in the past. Now I might be like a little bit more disciplined, but in the past, like yeah, like generally speaking, like let's say if I play on a Saturday. On Sunday, I'll just eat a bunch of junk food. Heck yeah, like a bunch. It, what and is, then back it, to it on Monday. Back to and like back to like the reality on Monday. What's yeah. the, what's the junk food? Doritos with <laughs> lemon and tapatillos, like my favorite, mm. my go-to salsa. Oh, that's awesome. Um, ice cream like for dessert, like in between, like popcorn and yeah, just going and a bunch of sweets, like a bunch of candies, like the sour worms, sour oh. gummy worms are my favorite. Trolley. Yeah, the yeah, Charlie. Bro. Yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah, I think they're actually. I think they actually have cocaine in them because <laughs> they're so addictive. I like we. Ha- we uh, I'm I'm sugar free now, but when you come to my work, we have like this. We, it, we're all about like hospitality and like your experience with every candy you can imagine, just sitting in jars. And dude, it was a struggle. It was wow. a big struggle. I would walk by, I could look through like two doors and see that jar just gleaming mm. at me from the other room, and I'm like, mm, I got to go over there. Yeah. So Snickers yeah. bars for sure. Uh, another one too that I have to get when I'm ice cream Snickers. You ever had ice cream Snickers? Yeah, that, those Ooh, are good. Those so are good. good. So good. I don't know what they do. What what the nougat is supposed to be, but that little crunchy thing mm-hmm. they put up in there, dude. Oh my god, quit. Favorite beer at Chattanooga Brewing Company after a win. Um, that's a great question. There's a lot of good ones. Um, I think it's called the West Coast. You like the West Coast IPA? I like the West Coast. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it fits. It fits. It fits. It definitely fits. Uh, so I got I got a question that I just thought of. So we're going to find out. It might be a dumb question or it might not be useful. Never asked it on a podcast before. You're the first one. When you go to a buffet, like a big buffet, whether it's Asian food buffet or like a classic like Ryan's or Golden Corral or whatever, what's the first thing you go for? Oh, I love fried rice. 
Fried rice. Fried rice. Hell yeah. That's, uh, what, that's what I go for at Buffet King on Highway 153. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Thanks for the let's go. That made me feel a lot When I was a kid, I used to always go for the Jello. Did you really? Yeah, dude. Because I wasn't. My parents didn't let me have a lot of sweets. Yeah, so yeah. like, like it, if I could go, it, I mean, it might be the second plate. But like, as soon as I got, I could have sweets. I'd be like half my plate of Jello, dude. You know what's? You mentioned Ryan's, which is like God, OG. I know. OG. I don't even know if those that was local or if that was national. I have no idea. I think it was like a southern regional thing. But if you go, if you're driving in the middle of nowhere, Florida, and you're going through a place called Perry, Florida, you find yourself there. There's a place called the Fusion Buffet. One side is Granny's Country Kitchen. The other side is a Chinese buffet. And you can do both at the same time. Nice. And it is, Sounds like heaven. dude. If you go to Chef Lin's, by the way, speaking of, of Asian buffets, you go to Chef Lin's, you got to go for the green beans. All right. I've never been to Chef Lin's, but I see it pop up on my stuff all the time. Also, if you ever go to an Asian buffet, don't ever go in the back. <laughs> so I used to deliver beer to a couple Asian buffets and I couldn't eat at them after I went in the back because no, they were a little rough they, in the, they were yeah. a little rough in the back but like uh, if you don't know what's going on in the back it's all good yeah, and I'm not yeah. saying all of them are like that I'm just saying from my experience two of two ruined it for me so I'm never going in the back of an Asian buffet again because oh. I want to eat there bro Rachel used to work at Oakley in the mall and there was a back hallway that connected with Sabaro and Sarku <laughs> I went back there once. And I haven't been to Sarku. I used to, I used to crush Sarku, dude. <laughs> I went can back see that, there yeah. once, saw a couple things, smelled a certain smell, and I was like, All right, yeah, I'm yeah, not doing it again. <laughs> At the hotel buffet, who gets the wildest breakfast last year? Ooh. Who'd you look over to and go, dude? Or or who you you know who you point? Hey, what, what did he get? Is he did he really get seventeen pancakes? I would have to say Damien. Yeah, Damien, Damien Rodriguez. Really? What would he get? I mean, he just like. Are you really eating that? Like, <laughs> just the most unhealthiest thing to be twenty one again, yeah, right? I was about yeah. to say, he's got the he's got the age. He's got the age. Yeah, he's got the age and the confidence. So, well, speaking of breakfast, what what do you go to? Is it pancakes or waffles? If you pancakes, if you pancakes, pancakes, yeah, fries, uh, favorite type. So, give you a couple examples: curly fries, waffle fries, shoestring, crinkle cut, other Cajun fries. Okay. She like a seasoning. You like a season fry. That's, a, that's the first one that somebody said that on here. That's Love actually, that. That's a solid shout out. Any, how about fast food fries? Any particular fast food fries? Yeah, I would have to say the In-N-Out animal style fries. You, you are Mr. West Coast. Yeah, well, obviously, amazing. we're going to get back to the to the to the history questions, like where you're from, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, I uh, I have a I have something that you and I need to go do. Have you ever had Whataburger yet? Not yet. Okay, so that's like the big argument is like, what's better, Whataburger or In and Out? And uh -huh. like, there's now one close, the Kennesaw, right? Or? Uh, no, dude, in uh, Scottsboro. So you got to drive to Mill Nowhere, Alabama. Oh yeah, Scottsboro. You're right. You're right. That's where uh, I, yeah. I went there. I'm, I was stopped. We, I went to see Billy Strings in Huntsville. Stopped there. Stopped on my way. Went to Billy Strings. Drove back. Stopped again. And was on my way. I get so it, like, dude. I just you don't pass them often. But in California, you throw a rock and hit one. Uh, in, in, in and out, right? Yeah, yeah. I swear, I've seen. I just recently saw a Whataburger uh, heading to pick up Partita from the Groom Station. Here, yeah, here. I hope they're putting one in. That'd be sick. I know they're putting one in Murfreesboro. I'm not sure. I'm though. way up on the Whataburger. It'd be bullshit. sick if they're putting one in. What do you What are you saying? Murfreesboro already has it. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew that. I tried to go on the. Uh, I guess we were driving through on like the day they opened. And it was like, oh, never mind. Turned around. <laughs> it was crazy. Lines were way out. So, yeah. Uh, I, I will uh, sne uh, sleeper fry. I think the Chick-fil-A waffle fries are like 
my favorite for sure. Okay. But a sleeper fry is a place called Checkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Seasoned fries from Checkers mm. rule. And, yeah. they, and honestly, they sell them in the freezer section at your grocery store, and they taste the same. Do they really? I've not yeah. tried the ones Rachel in the freezer and I, Rachel and I crush them. But there's one, yeah, down in um, in East Ridge, there's a... Uh, yep. That's the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Every now and then if I drive by, it's got the double, it's one of those drive throughs that has double drive through so you can drive through one side or the other, so you can like, it's so weird if you go through on the wrong side, because then you're like reaching across your car to like give stuff out, but... Yeah. <laughs> I just go by and get fries. Uh, are, do, what do you dip them in? Ketchup. Okay. Yeah, ketchup. ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. I mean, he's already got plenty of stuff on him with the animal style anyway. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, may yeah. sound like a really dumb question, but is are tater tots a big thing on the West Coast? They are. Okay. They are, especially in school. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And in burritos, I feel like. Yeah. Like you go to San Diego, you get tots in your burrito. Oh, dude, for yeah. a breakfast burrito? Next level. Next level. Cause, cause it's not. This is crazy. It's not only the taste, but it's a texture thing. Yeah, for sure. So, and that's like everything. Well, and like, uh, I have my problems with California, you know, rivalries and whatnot. But like, Southern California does, especially like San Diego area, does burritos better and breakfast burritos in particular better than anywhere in those. In, I believe on on planet Earth. If there's somewhere else that thinks they do it better, I'd like to try. Cause like, man, it it's just so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's hilarious. Uh, do you drink coffee? Yes, I do. I'm actually drinking some right How now. How do you take your coffee? Uh, sweet, sweet. Sometimes black, but normally speaking, sweet. Yeah, I'm a sh- like I have a sweet tooth. How many sugars? Uh, so I like to just kind of like shake kinda, it a few times. Yeah, shake it a few times. <laughs> and then, Love that. Do, yeah. do you get a? Where's your favorite coffee place around town? Do you have a couple? Um, got tons of recommendations. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, I would see. I would say Mean Mug is a good spot. Love yeah, it. Mean Mug is a good spot. Um, Frothy Monkey is a good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say those two are the ones that I've really only kind of like been to. Yeah. And come into my mind. Frothy, well. Frothy Monkey people think, people think that Frothy Monkey has like a big chain, like, uh, kind of vibe to it. Uh, but I actually grew up right by the original. Mm-hmm. So there's not I mean, that many of them. Isn't there like three of them or something? Only, I think there's only, there's here, there's two in Nashville, one in downtown Franklin, one in 12 South. And then I think there's one somewhere else. Okay, so like there's one like one or two outside of yeah, Nashville. Yeah, but most people like where it is. Most people think it's everybody that I've ever talked to. They're like, yeah, but it's a chain, and I'm I like local. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. those same people probably eat at Puckets. Yeah, don't get me started on uh-huh. that. Do you know? Do you know about uh, like I I worked at Puckets. Did you really? When I was in high school, and it was a grocery store. That was it. In Nashville? With hog slop meat and three in the front. Yeah, in Leaper's Fork, Tennessee, if you know where that is. Holler, I do not. Holler at me. It's right outside of Franklin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, but now it's a restaurant. Sorry to, sorry, sorry to sidetrack. No worries. Uh, JP, how do we feel about pineapple on pizza? Love it. Yes. Let's, let's go. go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. Definitely. Uh, favorite type of pizza? Pineapple pizza. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! Mine's pineapple pepperoni. I double uh, double P yeah. for sure. Uh, do you have a favorite pizza spot in Chattanooga? Um, so I don't. I Dude, don't. you you do now. Yeah, it's called, it's called Southside Pizza. Southside Pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's where you gotta go. There's other good places for sure, but Southside is. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely peak. Pizza Hold on, I got a question for the peanut gallery. Vic, how do we feel about pineapple on pizza? Oh, he's not a pineapple on pizza guy. Just to balance this, uh, balance this out. Well, yeah, you can't, yeah. not everybody can be right. No one can be perfect. <laughs> also, took me a second. To Matt's gonna, to Matt's gonna be so upset. That's two in a row. We've had pineapple on pizza for guests. He's gonna be so upset. Uh, what does your ideal hot dog look like? Oof. So, um, I would say I like my hot dogs wrapped in bacon. Wrapped, wrapped in bacon. 
slices of avocado. Um, My God. This is so West Coast. uh, Slices of jalapeno as well. Ketchup, mustard, mayo. Bunya. Yeah, yeah, and bun. Okay. Well, I didn't know. Like that that seemed like a thing that might be like a gourmet (laughs) on a plate. Like. Dude, I'm trying to like draw that vision in my head. I'm currently eating that in my head. It sounds amazing. (laughs) You said mayo, so Breezy's locked in. Yeah, dude, big mayo guy. Uh, Like he eats a hot dog with just mayo on it. I do that as 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 food terrorism to other people. I will eat that. It's great. He eats Uh, it and he puts pictures on. I prefer. I prefer. So my (laughs) my preference is just like I think must just mustard is the proper way. That's my opinion. Bun dog mustard. However, my favorite is bun hot dog mustard mayo and ketchup okay but because no one else likes mayo on their hot dog basically i mean very few people uh i will do it with just mayo and then i'll send pictures of it and then i will eat it like that i'm not it's not just not joking about it i've done it to matthew on the like out in public like put mayo on my dog and like look at this and then just it's good delicious mayo is good um all right, you can stop fast-forwarding through the hot dog. <laughs> People are tapping right now. Uh, I like mine completely plain. So oh, okay. I'm weird. Yeah, he doesn't put any condiments. He likes to, you know, just chew on it and drink. Uh, we were joking last time about you dipping it like Joey Chestnut style. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, in the lemonade, okay? Not water. Uh, what about, okay, so we're talking about hot dogs. What about burgers? What's your ideal burger? What do you like, what do you like on your burger? Ooh. And do you have a specific type of bun you like? Because that's important to me. No, there's well, okay. So when I go to In and Out, okay. I, I always get the same thing. Let's go. This is a, the third time we're talking about In and Out. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. freaking here for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always get a four by four because that's like on the secret menu. Which In-N-Out. one is the four by four? It's it's like on the there's like a secret menu on In and Out. So there's a four by four. So okay. it's four patties. I mean, yeah, four patties. Yo, four patties. It's huge. Um, obviously with like the cheese. After every like patty, so it's like patty cheese, patty cheese, patty cheese. Exactly. Okay. Patty cheese. Hey. <laughs> Chop <laughs> chopped chilies. Okay. Yeah. Ask for chopped chilies. Do I mess with that? And then it's just ready to go. Ketchup. Ketchup. Crazy. So a four stack hamburger. Mm-hmm. This sounds like something Smitty would do. You ever <laughs> spend a Smitty for his McDonald's order? Oh, no. Quarter forgot. pounder bacon, nothing and cheese, nothing else. I almost forgot. I also asked for both types of onions, so raw and cooked. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's I love this order. Actually Smitty might not be even a bacon guy, but he's a nothing but the but the meat and maybe it's bacon and cheese and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, it's actually Which like reminds me of that, like because that's so much meat and cheese and just a little bit of toppings. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I don't really understand. So like can you explain what animal style means to me? You said animal style fries. Earlier. Yeah. What does animal style mean? So animal style. Like, because I can think of so many things, and it's, it, it's it, not food. So, it basically, <laughs> animal style is just, like, the sauce that um, In-N-Out has there. It's, like, this just, like... Uh, is it is it, like, their take on Thousand yeah, Island or yeah, something? Yeah, like, yeah, everybody exactly. kind of has that? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it also comes with, like, that slice of cheese. And cooked onions, right? Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, you get the fries, and it comes with, like, little bits of, like, charred... Not charred, but, like, cooked onions or whatever... That sauce, right? Yeah. And then, is it cheese too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I ordered an animal style, by the way, and now fries are trash. That is my. <laughs> you don't uh, like it? You no, don't like it? No. no. Although I've been told now I have to go back and I have to ask for them extra, extra crispy, uh, uh, because maybe that will make me like it. So yeah. we're gonna try one more time. But uh, I get in and out. I think the bottle. I think the burger is genuinely good, and I think the fries are trash. But everyone disagrees with me, so yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. probably my controversial food uh, take. By the way, 
I, I think this is hilarious that like this next question I'm looking at is like uh, basically like when you're feeling like having a cheat meal, what do you eat? But I feel like you've answered that <laughs> like four times already. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you're going to say in and out and, Dor- and or Doritos or Doritos. That's true. The, yeah. The Doritos. Doritos, yes. the Doritos the and the ice Doritos. cream. Doritos. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. The well, we can move Doritos. past that one. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. No. Uh, if you get a steak, how do you get it cooked? Medium rare. There you go. Hell yeah. What kind of size do you get if you order steak? What kind of size? Mashed potatoes, broccoli, Sides. draft mashed potatoes, old fashioned. mashed potatoes, and asparagus. Uh, yes, asparagus is is my most. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have my peas stinking the next. The day. thing, yeah. The thing is, you gotta do is if you eat asparagus, you gotta remember you ate aspar- asparagus. You wake up in the middle of the night, you take What's a pea. Wrong you're like, with me, bro, what is going on? Am I dying? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you definitely uh, have to remember. I definitely did that the other night. Uh, it was it was dumb. Um, butter should be kept on the counter or in the fridge. In the fridge. In the fridge. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're coming to a consensus of, mostly. I know. Most people th- keep So it. you don't put butter on much stuff? I don't. I don't. I yeah. think that's the thing. It might be, yeah. Us. But I do and I don't. Like, so I'll use butter to, when I'm sauteing, like, my vegetables, and then I'll use But butter. you gotta have a fat to cook it in. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but you're not spreading butter on bread much. No. Yeah, I don't do bread. I'm not doing bread this year. Well, I'm trying not to do bread. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, then I won't invite you to Texas Roadhouse. Because <laughs> yeah. the rolls there with the sweet butter or whatever they got there, bruh. Yeah. Dude, just invite, him, next just invite him on a Sunday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He All might right. be. He might have a cheat meal on a Sunday. He might that's not. True. That's this true. might yeah, be yeah. discipline, JP. This yeah, might be the yeah, year yeah, of it, discipline. It, but. It, it honestly is. It honestly is. Dude, me too. It's just, it's just time. I mean, I, I, I trial ran the no sugar thing and... It was successful, and then I fell off, and but now I I gotta I gotta I gotta stick to it now. So let's let's cycle all the way back to the beginning. So um, basically, let's go like when you were little, JP. Maybe even before mm-hmm. you were JP, you maybe no one called you JP. I don't know. When you were growing up, where where were you from? Where did you grow up? Tell us kind of a little bit about your family. You know, do you have siblings, pets? Like yeah, start. And then when did you start playing soccer? Okay. Um. So I grew up in Anaheim, California. That's where I was born and raised uh, through all my life up until I was like 18. But pretty much I started playing soccer at six years old. Mm. And at the time, I, like, it w- I never really played like club soccer. It was just recreational, mm-hmm. I guess. And so, yeah, I would just do it for fun on the weekends. Never really took it seriously. And... Um, I come from a very soccer family. All my siblings play soccer. My parents, both of my parents as well, like like to, you know, go out to the grass area in front of the house and kick the ball as well. And so, um, yeah, like growing up, um, I just, all, all I remember is, you know, my parents, you know, having to work and stuff like that. I mean, going to play soccer and getting picked up by like someone else's like parents. And then... Um, Coming back home. Now, are you the oldest or the youngest? Or so where? I'm the middle. Okay. I'm the middle. I'm the middle. How many kids? Three? Uh, Four within, four? The, within the same. So I have three, six siblings, but within the same household, three, three other siblings. Gotcha. Okay. And so you're in the middle. You're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's my oldest sister, my older sister, who's 10 years away from me, my older brother, who's nine years away from me. So they're only a year apart. And it's me. And then my younger brother, four years. 
Okay. So I'm like kind of like in the middle. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. Kind of an only child there sometimes. Yeah, like, exactly. They're not all the exactly. same age, but also like very much have a bunch of siblings. Yeah. And so then like throughout my life, um, there was like a tradition where like every December we would go to Mexico to visit like all our family out there. Mm. And What know, part of Mexico? Mexico City. Mexico Hell City. Yeah. yeah. The club, but you, you did a thing. For the club, like for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome yeah, to yeah, see yeah. that. Also, Mexico City is dope if you haven't been. Like, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a nice. Yeah, a lot of tourists go to Mexico City. Big, big, big city. Yeah. Massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we would do that. And then in the summer, I would, my dad's been into like logistics for over 25 years now. Mm. And so, like in the summer, I would work with my dad. Um, just doing logistics, moving people out of their homes into new homes, stuff like that. And so, and then, um, I didn't start taking soccer seriously till I was like, I would say 16 when uh, I finally started playing club soccer. Were you, were you playing in high school and like middle school and like any teams? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I played, um, in middle school for the seventh and eighth grade team. And the real cool, the wild thing is that like all through my experience of like soccer i always had losses in like in the final and so like my seventh and eighth grade uh final when we when i played for the team we lost in the final both seventh and eighth and then my freshman year of high school um i didn't play soccer because due to grades and then my sophomore year I played on the varsity team. That was my first year that I played on my varsity Hell team. Hell yeah. Straight into varsity though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... That's kind of when you start taking it seriously? Yeah, yeah, around that time. Yeah. And so that year we actually made history at my high school, Laura High School. Um, Gwen Stefani actually went to the same high school. Shout out? Yeah, shout out to Gwen Stefani. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second coolest person to ever go to that high school at the JP. Hit me the bottoms. Give me the bottoms. Because yeah. I said, no doubt, that's the band. She was uh, yeah. oh, there we go. I got <laughs> it. Go, go. Dang it, we're right over reason. Yeah, and so Vic we, gets my jokes, okay? He needs to be here more often. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yes. Vic's going to be like, where's my guy who agrees with me? Where's my guy who agrees with me now? <laughs> I'm over here. Uh, keep so, going, keep but going. But you started taking it seriously around yeah. that time. Yeah, you said you, said you guys made history. Yeah. yeah, we made history. We made it to the CIF final, and unfortunately we lost as well. And... Um, then like after that i started playing like club soccer academy and then i went to mexico played there for three years and then after that like i've just kind of where in mexico so in puebla in puebla which is only like an hour and a half from where my parents are from and where they have a home in mexico awesome yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool did you grow up speaking spanish at home yes how was the transition to speaking spanish full-time in puebla so it was interesting because like me being a mexican-american going to mexico it was like okay right right off the bat like he doesn't speak spanish as fluent as us and so like right away they could tell me like all right you're from the united states yeah and so um because in mexico they play around a lot and so they would just they would just call me like gringo and like play around and like (laughs) you know uh pocho you know you're not from here and stuff like that and then like I would kind of be like quiet about it and started getting like a little upset about it. And then I was pretty much like forced to improve my Spanish. Like as you adjust like a few a few months in, you kind of like adjusted and found the Yeah, like even even like the style of play like out there, like obviously like playing high school, I mean playing in middle school, high school, 
the soccer is different. Yeah. And mm. and then being in Mexico, it was just like more technical, tactical. Mm. And so like I struggled like the first year, I would say. And then also like off the field with the language a little bit in terms of just of like fluency. And so uh, I ended up just grabbing onto everything, like the style of play, um, speaking Spanish and everything. And then, yeah, we started playing a lot of minutes. Um, but was it with the first team? Let's uh, go. Did a preseason with the first team. I was close to debuting. I was on the bench. I was on the bench of like a a pretty big game, which is like a like a cup game. And then, uh, basically, my my journey at Puebla was done. At the time, because they cho- they they pretty much told me like, oh, you're a good player quality but we're gonna send you on loan like we're gonna sign you again we're just gonna send you on loan for six months so basically like similar to like fifa you know like when you send a player alone or when you get a player on loan Mm -hmm. and so i got sent to loan at las vegas lights where i played at las vegas lights um due to them knowing the coach there Mm -hmm. so at the time like his name was chalice was there for six months and then i was told by the, the head coach and then the the um one of the the operation manager back in Puebla like but they basically told me like hey you know what um we were told that you are an inconsistent player and so basically they let me go and what the wild thing was that leading up until that moment phone call after phone call they told me like stay in shape we're gonna send you on loan stay in shape we're gonna send you on loan mm-hmm. and so then you know I was obviously grateful. I said, I, I always said thank you for, you know, obviously like giving me the opportunity and, and, um, believing in me and, and, you know, kind of just dealt with it. So then now I was back home. I was in Puebla for three years. I was back home. And how old, how old are you at this point? No, 21. 21. Okay. So, so you did 18 to 21 with Puebla. Yeah. And, and then it's like, and now you're cut. What's, what's the next step? The next step is like at the time I didn't know what the next step was. Why? Because, when I was in the in the U.S. growing up, I played in just recreationally, not like really like, you know, really competitively in club or academy. And so I didn't know anyone. I went to a bunch of like open tryouts. And the first open tryout that I went to, well, I was th- planning on going to a bunch of open tryouts. And the first open trial I went to, I made it with OCSE, and, which is a USL championship mm-hmm. team. Yep. Orange County. Yeah. And Play then, at Gray Park, shout out. Yeah, yeah, shout out. You're home for quite a while there. <laughs> right, right. And so um, That's right. I played there, um, but I wasn't signed all of 2019. I was just an amateur player. And, you know, I was... Were you all, able to live at home? Are you clo- is it close yeah, enough? Was, yeah, it's 25 minutes away from home. I lived at home, would drive up. They were just... All they were able to give me was pretty much just for gas, which was pretty much nothing. Yeah. And so you were just training. Did you nothing. did you play or were you just training? I was just training and then So like that you were like the emergency player they could have been like, "Oh, we got an injury, now you can play." Right, type right, of thing. Right. And I think I was also like a li- maybe I could say like if I'm being retrospective and like looking at myself in the mirror, I think I was a little complacent. I could have been like, "Hey coach, like just asking more questions." Like, "Hey coach, like what do you think about me?" Um, you know, if not, like go somewhere else and try something new, mm-hmm. but you know, I was there all of 2019. I think I learned a lot as well. And so then I finally heard about, like, NISA opening up in 2019, 2020. And so then in 2020, I went to Eden Hazard's team, 
which was 1904. Mm-hmm. And then I was there. And then pretty much from there, leading up to like 2021, right before coming to Chattanooga, I had just been going up to like better teams in Anissa. So, uh, like I said, I went to, from 1904 to LA Force, played in the final against Detroit. I actually played, we played in this, it was really cool because when I was at LA Force in 2021, there was an opportunity. I'm not going to fully go into like full details, but in 2021, there there was a moment where I was possibly going to come to Chattanooga. And, you know, the moment wasn't right, right? So I didn't come to 20, in 2021, I didn't come to Chattanooga. And it was wild because I remember playing against CFC in Nisa in 2021. And I, and I love the fans. Like, I was like, this is sick, you know, like the, the Chatter Hooligans, you know. And it, and it was funny, too, because um, we played against yeah, we played against CFC, and there was, like, a L for, like, LA Force. And, um, it made you laugh? Yeah, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. But I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> well done. I loved the it. The TFOs matter, baby. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does. And so... Um, I remember painting that one. You did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. just me. It Shout wasn't just me, Breezy. but I was one. I was one of. I was one of many okay. people. Yeah, yeah. Wait. So was that in the bubble? Or no, no, no. Yeah, that wasn't. So no, no, no. That, that was, was in the bubble. That was like in one of the seasons, like mid-year. Okay. So after. It, yeah, yeah. After. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember playing against Chattanooga in Detroit, in the semis, where it was it was a hectic game, super hectic game. That was not fun. And then playing the final, like I said, you know, similar to my my past. I was up there. I was up there with that wave. I was waving the flag. Yeah, in the in the stands. Oh, okay, right. Dude, full circle moment. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> full circle. And so then, twenty twenty one, lost in the final against Detroit, and then twenty twenty two. And you went to Cal United that year, right? Yeah, in twenty twenty one. After after after, after after that after, LA Force. Yeah, after LA Force and twenty once twenty twenty one was done in twenty twenty two. I went to Cal United. Yeah. Played a year there where you guys were the best team in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, and then came to Chattanooga. So how did your how did you end up in Chattanooga? How did that go down? I know that you said there was a little something the first time that we don't have to go into, but right. thought about it. Maybe there's opportunity. Didn't happen, whatever didn't it is. Happen, so yeah. now we go to we go to 2022 when it did happen. How does that happen? Do you did you so, know Coach Rod? Like how does this take us through it? So at the time I had an agent and now I'm really good friends with him with him. He's not right now I'm free agent. I don't have an agent. Well, I'm not a free agent. I'm signed on a contract, but I don't have an agent. And so my agent spoke to the coaching staff of Chattanooga. And that's where the opportunity came from. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Sean Alvari. Um, he's my he was my agent at the time. And so basically they were like, Chattanooga wants you. And I was like, honestly, I was a little skeptical skeptical about like going back into Nisa. Sure. Just because of like my experience. I, like in my head, I was just like, hey, you know what? You know, in my head, I was like, I have already played some games in USL Championship. I have already had experience in Mexico. Like, I think I need to, you know, possibly go so- elsewhere. Yeah. And so he was like, we had a like deep conversation. He was like, hey, think about it. Like, you know, the, this coaching staff is, is a great coaching staff, you yeah. know, and like the team is awesome. And I was just like. And the fans you, are super. The dope. fans, the fans are great. It's a great podcast. The fans are great. <laughs> yeah, they have a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had. So I, did, Rod, did, did you get on the phone with Rod? Is that how that works? It didn't take much. I got on the phone call with Rod, 
what is it what is what kind of i mean obviously you don't have to reveal what whatever you want to reveal but like i'm curious how does a conversation like that go is that like a two-minute conversation is that a 20-minute conversation like does somebody like rod tell you like this is what i see from you like how does it feel to be on the end of because i guess from a fan perspective like we have no idea like how how that works does that make sense right so um it it gets pretty deep like it, it it's similar to this but it doesn't take very long where in terms of like they know exactly like specific questions because they want to get to know you as a player, like what mm-hmm. your habits are and stuff like that. Same, similar to like, where do you, what's your background? Where do you come from? You know, how many siblings do you have? Stuff like that. And so they sort of want the cliff notes version of what you're doing here. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And pretty much they were just like, you know what, JP, we really like you as a player on and off the field. I'm sure you guys have heard, um, Rod say it a lot. And we're like, um, Good people off the field make better players on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he he said to us something to the effect of like it's more important how uh, off the field than on the field. A lot of good right. soccer players, yeah. but we need good humans too, right. type of thing. And I'm yeah. paraphrasing, but exactly, yeah. And so, um, but does he tell? Like, did you? If I could dig in a little deeper, did you guys talk about like how he sees you playing, how he wants to play, or or does not, it not not, that, not, not like that? Not, not really, because I feel like um, they're really precise when it comes to their decision making yeah they're all super conscious like individuals and so before you even get on a phone call with them they already are like plugging like all right this guy plays like this and this this other player in front of him plays like this and so like this will connect and so like Mm. a lot of the times that that's me coming to chattanooga like right off the bat like it almost felt like i was in sync where Hey man, just do what you what you know how to do. Like, yeah, we have a base of how we do things here, but that's the base of it. And then just feel the game, play the game, make plays. And so, yeah, it was great. Like, we don't we don't really go into like deep conversation about that. It's really just, um, hey, like what. What is your background? So okay, I got a question about your game and how you play. So uh, I think me, if Matt was, too. I, <laughs> I think if if Matt was here, he would he would also want to ask this question. So I feel like I doubly have to ask it. Um, so like you, as far as I see, you're a, a very well rounded player, left footed. Like you do everything well. But there's one thing that I think you do better than anybody else, and you have that is your motor. You are never caught forward. Right. You never look like you're tired. Right. You're always like. It feels like I could be like, JP's going to sprint from literal just run sprints for the entire game end <laughs> to end while everyone else is playing. You could just run sprints and every like, does, does that feel real? Like, do you, do you feel that like that you have like a, an exceptional different like level motor than other players or, or do you not see it like that? Um, yeah, I would say what helps a lot with that is like just my mindset and the heart that I the way I play heart is a well good way to describe because you are never not either back or forward wherever you're supposed to be and you are like it could be the second minute or the 92nd minute you are still running the same amount yeah and so like the way I see it is like pretty much like for as long as I have a CFC jersey on like I'm gonna defend that jersey to the death until my legs fall off. Do I have to run through a brick wall, dude? Or, oh, my yeah, God. Exactly. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned, my guy. You mentioned your heart. Where does that, does that, is that instilled like through family? Is that a passion for the game? Yeah, what yeah. Do you, would, where do you think that comes from? So I would say, yeah, from my family. Like both my parents in their own fields having to make a sacrifice for us as a family. 
And so I feel like that all comes subconsciously, yeah. like naturally from me to just kind of like have a good heart. When's, when when do you realize or when did you realize that that might be where it comes from? Because like we all sort of have that. And then it's like this one part when you like hit like, oh, I'm an adult. And now for some reason I understand things. Right. You know what I mean? When do you think you realize that like what your parents sacrificed and did for you? Where do you when when do you think you realize that that translated into how you play? Uh, Has it just been a lifelong thing? You haven't even thought about it. Like I, I would say, you know, somewhere in between your twenties, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Somewhere, and like obviously going through experiences and stuff like that. But somewhere along going through, like in your twenties, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I, I like to really go deep, and I wanted to circle back on something. I have two questions about your time in California playing. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that if you were going back into like a retrospective thinking. Uh, style thinking about OC that um, that you've grown and learned from there because you said um, you were a little complacent. Mm -hmm. What? How do you think you grew out of that complacency? Or like, what was that complacency? Was that like I'm not, I'm I'm sitting in, so like I know where I'm at, and I'm and I'm like comfortable here, and I'm so I'm not pushing forward, or or like wh where do you think that? Like where do you think you were complacent? Well, I feel like. Um you know, every individual kind of puts themselves in certain situations, like in all aspects of life. And so um, there was just moments where I feel like, hey, you know what? Like I need to kind of not only respect myself more, but give myself more value in terms of, you know, obviously not let anyone misunderstand like what I'm saying, you know, because there's there's ways how to communicate with individuals by respecting them yeah but i just you know there's this thing that we say within cfc there's no such thing as over communicating and mm, so love that and so um i feel like i n had no idea what that meant at that time and in comparison to now Dude, I love that quote. I'm gonna steal that. At, at work, that's all I all I concentrate on is transparency and over communication. Yeah, those are two things that, like, if you do those things, you're not gonna lie to people, you're not gonna overpromise, and you're gonna fall like right into where you need to be. That's mm -hmm. awesome. My second question from your time in California was obviously when you guys came here and played. Were, were you were did you travel with Cal United to come play at Finley? Yes. Okay, so there was a player that caught my eye during then. Besides you, you've been my favorite player on CFC since you got here. By the way. Hell yeah! What about I your boy? It. What about your boy Chili? Where's he at now? Chili, he is at. Um, it's a total side. I think. So. Oh, all good. I think uh, FC Dallas, the two team. Okay, so yeah. uh, so the we might we might see him we might see Chili again. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, might. Let's go. I really liked. I watched uh, you. Chili was back and was like. Uh, he was. It, it seemed like he was more of like a. He could do anything he wanted to. Like he right. could be where he needed to be where when the ball was there. But man, did uh, did John in the back just like absolutely just get after him and like he would point at him and tell him where to go, and it would like Chili would like sprint and get to that point. Me and my friend Zach, who I always talk about on this podcast, we were watching. We were like, that kid's kid's pretty good. He's young too, but also real like, young. He scored. That, he scored against us out in a, a header. No, I don't I remember. Can't remember. I don't I remember, remember, but he scored. He yeah, scored right. in California. Oh, in California. Was yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember the communication between y'all, y'all three, mm -hmm. uh, mainly between the goalkeeper and whatever position he was in. I guess was a midfielder role. Yeah, yeah, midfielder. Um, and that's when I first ever noticed John Antoine and was like, 
oh shit, that guy's a beast. Thanks. And then I remember when we signed him, and I was like, oh shit, that beast is now on our team. This <laughs> yeah. is awesome, dude. What's, so. Christ, what's Christian Tierjong up to these days? That, speaking of, uh, there's a few players sure. from that I'm team. Sure. Man. There's retire? a few players. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. He was hell on wheels at times. I was trying to figure oh. out who absolutely drug us through the mud to score the third goal against us here when they when they came here. Uh, some guy on Cal United took it from midfield, left side of the pitch, all the way down across the box and scored a goal. I can't remember yeah. who it was. A younger was it, guy. Was it white guy with a uh, floppy hair? No. So that we were in tear drunk, but uh, he was his. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back and look at it and bring nasty. it up later because I was wondering also about because that was a like I was impressed. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we were still like sort of in the middle of CFC of like really getting to where like we really wanted to be in our trajectory of moving forward, um, and then. I truly feel like when we got who else came here from Cal besides you and and John Antoine. So Aiden Bowers, Aiden, that's right. Luis Garcia, Luis, Sosa. Luis Garcia Sosa, and Luis was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. and Beto Alvarenga. Mm-hmm. Beto, uh, yeah, Leo shout Alvarenga. out. Who's back with LA now, right? Yeah, he's back. Shout out Beto. Poor, poor Beto. Uh, if, shout out to Beto. Sorry, Beto, we still love you. <laughs> Freaking dude, <laughs> right. sorry, you got to go hang out in LA. And I know, I know, I know, like it's a fan podcast, right? But you know, sometimes fans are like, "What are we doing when it comes to the club?" That was a moment when we lost him. I'm not there, so I um, and I don't want anybody to speculate on like any kind of anything like that. But like watching him not come back was hard for me because I really liked his the way he played, but his attitude. Like he was super friendly, super cool guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah great so dude. It sure. was a, it was a bummer, but I, I also know that all Rod and the staff are doing is trying to make the club as good as possible. So I know it was a good move, but I hope he prospers i hope he dominates the shit out of anybody he plays whenever he does it because i know he has the capability yeah, he's a good and that player. knuckleball when we did the crossbar challenge oh yeah, i don't think I viewers that watched it understand how cool that was yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah. like watching it and it like didn't spin and it dipped and i was like dude i can't i can't do that it yeah. was so cool so who's your favorite soccer player growing up so i would say around that time that i kind of started taking soccer seriously um I was I had the opportunity to watch Ronaldinho at his prime. Yo. And so that shit hits different. It 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 just hits. Kids different. don't understand. They see the gold machine and the messy you have an artist, but they just don't it's it's just different. Ronaldinho was different, dude. It's like so the way different. he would just like smile and enjoy the game and yep. he was joy personified on the soccer field. Absolutely just run through players. Yeah. Like, like Effortless. Dude, effortless. He yeah. was he's taller than everybody thinks. Yeah. yeah. He's like most like super technical tricky players are not that tall. Dude had to be like six one or whatever. Vickle like this. I feel like Joga Benito was like his entire mantra. Yeah. Like that was just like but from his sprinting to his touching to the way he carried himself to the way he shot the ball to the way he could get a a ball could be thirty feet to his right flying and somehow he gets a touch on it, yeah. and the touch is crisp, and the ball bounces like maybe a foot away from him, yeah. and he's like already knows where he's gonna pass it. Yeah. That kind of shit just also gets, he, me, gets he, me off. He humi- he humiliated more defenders. Yeah, humiliated. Yeah. What? Uh, so what? Uh, that when you were that uh, age, what team was he on at that? Barcelona. Time? Barcelona. Yeah. Barcelona yeah. Yeah. That was it. Hell yeah! Uh, did you? What number did you wear growing up? Growing up, I would like mix it up. I would wear number sixteen, number twenty-two. Um, number seventeen. Before I actually went to Mexico, I was a midfielder, like a winger. I was gonna go there. What, what, and, what position and, were you playing when you were growing up? Okay, and a winger. Striker. Which side? Le- Ooh, yeah, yeah. I Le- was on the right side, cutting in on my left foot. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When what did it, you make the conversion to left back? 
Um, yeah, that was, that's exactly where I was going to so go. So literally, like, literally seven months before I went to Mexico, yeah, I started playing center back. And so when I played in Mexico for all my three years, and then the six months at Vegas, I played center back. Yeah, really? I was center back. Yeah, 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 center back. Okay. How tall are you? 5'10". 5'10". That doesn't matter, Breezy. Well, <laughs> it <laughs> depends what kind of ball you're trying to play. Dude, hey, right. a- a- if you're Tom Hostel, it doesn't matter, dude. It's all about uh, it's all about your mental, right? Yeah, that's and true. Your decision making. That's true, but dude, uh, and so, then and it, then so in Mexico, um, yeah. when a first team a first team player would drop because I was playing a lot in sure. at the time, they would just move me over to left back, and then that's where like slowly uh, I kind of started nice. being put as a left. It back. makes sense that. You saying you you like playing up front, maybe playing striker. Like I sort of equate that to like high school football in in the United States. Like every guy who's ever been a good middle linebacker probably was the best wide receiver on their high school team, mm. or like the you no know, like all of the better players at their specific positions were always the best player in general where they come from. So like at a certain age, you like want to play the star role or you want to be that person that you always see but then maturity sets in and you sort of fall back and you understand your role and right. you kind of fall in so that basically exactly. happened for you in mexico yeah it's badass yeah. so all right that makes that makes sense uh what what number do you wear now and why so i wear the number three and there's a lot of whys go that. um so my mom's birthday is march 3rd so three three solid start and then my dad is also from month from from the month three march my dad is the 29th of march okay and then so in my family there's three individuals who all share the same birthday which is my grandma toby is lit my uh yes <laughs> my older brother and my niece, one of my nieces yo yeah, yeah. what's the date august 24th Wow. Yeah, August 24th. So you took the three and you added that add that to the reasons too. Exactly. Hell yeah. 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 I love plus three is the classic left back number too as it, well. It is. It is. So it's like it all matches. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I always love a number a uh, reason for a number. I never had that. I always just like got assigned. I got assigned the number. Like, I grew up playing ice hockey, so I got assigned the number four when I was a kid. And just like every sport I ever played, I always wore that number. No matter where I was, mm-hmm. so it was really weird. I would always play in hockey. Like you, you don't really wear low numbers unless you're kind of like in the defensive role, mm-hmm. sort of kind of that space. And I always played offense, so people are always like wondering like why I wore a weird number. I always love to hear stories and reasons behind people having numbers, especially when it just kind of like if you're gonna be a left back and you have the reasons to wear number three, that's awesome because yeah. it's like meant to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so the the real cool thing too is like as I started getting older, obviously as well. Um. So apart from having that why I'm number three, like religiously, it just like made sense, like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And so like there's this thing that I do at the start of every training week on Monday, or per se if we start on a Tuesday, where I run three laps for like just giving back to god like, for the father the son and the holy spirit it's cool and then just go on with my with my training 
So you got three. You got th- like three down the list. You did say it was a lot of reasons. I love it, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna start drinking three beers for you. <laughs> I got you. Let's go, dude. Just <laughs> adding to the adding to the threes. Everything I do is gonna be in threes now. That's hilarious. That's, that's yeah. so. That's awesome, man. I love. Uh, uh, so then you also have like a a bigger purpose to it all too. So yeah, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's just started slowly, like kind of coming more together as like just me being in Chattanooga and. And just chasing the dream. Just chasing the dream. Dude. What do you think, what percentage do you think of the game is mental and what percentage is physical? Uh, well, I would say it's more mental than physical. I would say 80 20. Yeah. 80 mental, 20 physical? Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I've, we've got a bunch of varying answers. Yeah, that, that's, that's really one of my cool. favorite questions because there's never the same. I mean, like we've had eighty twenty a few times, but like it's there's not like a consistent like yeah. everybody bounces around. Mm. Tom said 90, 95 and five or something. Yeah, Tom went for the three. Yeah, ninety percent uh, mental, five percent decision making, five percent physical. Yeah, so, but other people have said like somebody said. Uh, was it Sam Click that said like hot take? I think it's ninety percent physical. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, but we, is we, this is a hot take. I don't think other people are gonna agree. It was something like that. We're like, whoa, dude. If you haven't listened to that uh, episode and you're, you're listening to this, you should totally go. Back. Yeah, Sam's, Sam, Sam's, Sam's a G, dude. And he's the best. Was, uh, we really we had a lot cool. of fun. Dude. Really cool, yeah. And he did. He's just so. Uh, you just also there's that guy that looks just like him named Cam Slick that keeps showing up in all the uh, videos. I don't really? know. They could be brothers or something. I don't know. That shit makes me laugh. So. It, so good. Do what? Oh yeah, and there's a that's a Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's we a, we had a long discussion about that. That was really funny. Uh, cardio work in the off season. How do you do it, or do you do it? So because there's no way, there's no actually timeout. There's no way you don't do cardio work. The amount you run. Yeah, yeah. So um, and how does everyone else need to get as fit as you? So I do a lot of uh, running on trails, like on just like dirt rock terrain okay and going up hills going down hills um like specifically in in socal there's this trail called top of the world where i like to go like every off season and just run for How, miles so do you have a specific amount of time you run do you just go for a run and see how no, long it I takes just, you i just run like i just run i just i guess i've always liked running even in middle school i did cross country at one point nice and so and potentially, like in the future, I want to do a marathon. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you're gonna get to Chris's level? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Let's go. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you you just would take off and be like, you, so do you track it at all? Like, no, no wearable, like tracking, like how long you're so going or anything. I'll, I'll wear the Apple Watch and like, yeah, but like time consistently, yeah. consistently, like time myself or, um see exactly like consistently, like I'm gonna run four miles, four miles, four miles. Like no. No, yeah, I, you just go out and then you might check afterwards and make, oh, look, I ran six miles today or I ran three miles today. Right. But you just go out for a good run and get a good sweat type yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Important question that pairs with that question is, what do you, do you listen to something or do you listen to anything while you work out? Toby. So I I like to listen to. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Toby like doesn't, Toby mm. believes in like full space or no space. Toby's right. Come here, buddy. Toby's hey, great. Buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, I like to listen. I have a, playlist okay a workout playlist and i like to listen to that but specifically like when because it's really odd sometimes i like to be intense and like be working out but then Mm. 
Also, sometimes I like to just listen to peaceful piano music on Spotify. Hell yeah. And I'm just like calm, cool, collective, and just doing whatever workout that I'm doing. And yeah. Hell yeah. So you listen to something. Yeah, I listen to something. Yeah, we, I, we have to tell everybody that comes on this. We have a theory that we, uh, that we based up on this discussion we had with two players back in the past when we first started doing the podcast where if you work out and you don't listen to anything, then you're a psychopath. For sure. 100% psychopath. <laughs> but meaning, <laughs> meaning not that you have to listen to something every single time, but if you're like uh, Caleb Cole, we, we, sorry listeners, we've talked about this a million times, but yeah, like Caleb Cole was like, if you, have, if you listen to something while you're working out, it's weakness. <laughs> we were like, all right, psychopath. He's totally psycho. Yeah, that's also that's also one of our most classic podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, oh. uh, just on the trail running, do you have any trails around here you go to? Um, no, no, I, got I don't. You. I got yeah. you. Yeah, There's a bunch of them, but also I think the best one for you to know is Stringers Ridge because you know, it's in the middle. It's it's in the middle of North Shore. It's okay. like the when you look from downtown out into North Shore, you'll see these ridges. Uh, it's called Stringers Ridge. It stretches from like North Shore down 27 and like out into Red Bank. And um, there's a there's a park up there. There's uh, you just have to watch out for the mountain bikers. They're the they're the people who have the right of way. But you just step off for two seconds. You okay. get around. And everybody's really okay. chill. But there's a few miles of of running trails around it, mm-hmm. and it's like right in the middle of the city, dude. So like you w- it wouldn't take you a lot to. To like, you wouldn't have to like drive up on Signal Mountain or drive to another mountain, to do right? It. So right. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll send you a link. It's it's to- got a dope view of the city. So. Toby might like you more than he's liked any guest, and I don't know how. I long. think so, really? dude. My guy's yeah, settling dude. in, bro. He's, yeah. uh, he likes it. Like, there's plenty of people he likes, but like on the podcast, he doesn't like a lot of people. Like, meaning like he does. He like he'll, he'll come see you before and after, but like he doesn't come like join type uh, of thing. But he's I don't know if he spent this much time with anybody. I don't typically he's except very, Matt. Occasionally he'll come harass Matt for a minute. Yeah, but Matt doesn't count. No, correct. Yeah. He didn't even show up for this podcast. <laughs> uh, soccer superstitions. You got any? Superstitions. Like, um, you know, yeah, I yeah. see guys like pick stuff up off the field, like when they come in or you don't sub off the bench much, but like, you know, I don't know. Do you have anything you have to do? Got to put on the right sock before the left sock? Uh, I'm trying to think, trying to think. There for sure is. Oh, so I was told back when I was in Puebla that it's not good to shower before a game. Okay. So I don't shower ever. Like with Like you wake up no shower. No shower. Right. Yeah. So post game shower is the first shower of the day on game day. Yeah. Is that yeah. a is that a Mexican superstition kind of thing? I don't thing, know. Or? I was just told that like hot or cold water come game day relaxes the body. That could make sense, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it's and true or not, but I, I like this. I love this. I love so, this though. I mean I just do it. So all the do anyone showering before the game, you're like, mm mm. Yeah, I've told like several teammates, hey, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> And they're like, yo, JP, we smelled you walking in. <laughs> no, that that's funny. Hell yeah. So so no sh- so no shower. That makes sense though. And it, it does things to your skin and to your nerve system. Um so I've been doing like cold showers recently. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and it's it's honestly like I it's changed. I can get in a cold shower, no 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 problem. Yeah, I took uh, one this morning. Cold, did you? Yep, same. Yeah. Yeah, we cold plunges like recently, like we've been doing a lot. Yeah, the guys for like recovery. <laughs> it's yeah. funny when you, they like interview you guys and you're all like in the tub, just like, uh huh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shattered teeth in. Right. Uh, I've How, never done a cold plunge, but I want to. Jay, you need to come sauna and cold plunge with me. One I'm, of these days at lunchtime. Down, we'll book something off. That's what off my, my neurologist was like, bro. You need cold plunges, and I was like, I'm gonna start with cold showers. Yeah, hell, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. How, how long if you do like an ice bath or a cold plunge? How long do you do? 
Uh, 10 minutes. Anywhere between 10 and 15. And are you usually just legs in? Or are you whole body yeah, in? You're, like, you're, the... you're doing it for inflammation, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing whole body. And then like right at the end, I do like a quick full body. Dunk. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So what, what so do you, sorry, how do you like, start? Sorry, like chest down. Ch- chest down. I'm in there. And then I'm in there for like 10, depending, 10, 15 minutes. But right when that timer is done, and I'm like, all right, I've been here for 10 minutes for like quick two five seconds i put my whole head in wow 10 minutes is wild i do three minutes yeah i do go and i go neck down just like you but like not not uh not 10 minutes yeah that's wild yeah yeah i really want to do that dude i i want to circle back to one soccer question that just hit me um when did you realize that like possession was your thing because I really like the way I really like your cutback and your thought process into like, hey, I don't have options here. You're really good at hitting the cutback and recycling the ball, and like, and that's my favorite when I have when I watch a player who can skillfully skillfully get his way through problems or even create chances with skill, but also can turn around and do the right thing in recycling the ball. Right, right. Is that like a rod thing that was or a coach's thing that they instill in you, or is that how you like play naturally, anyways? Yeah, I would say it was just kind of like something that I've like naturally played, but slowly like being in Mexico and just like I said, you know, tactically and technically just trying to keep the ball that way, you know, it's the best way you defend is right. by having the ball. Yep, and so totally. Um, yeah, just wild coming here to Chattanooga, just slowly, you know, I've been able to use all my strengths with the right system, the right team. It's so. awesome. Dude, I, I always notice it. I, like I said, you, you're 100% right now my favorite player on the pitch. And my my friend that I freaking – literally, I'm always going to say his name. We, we oh, You watch all the games together. Yeah, sense. yeah. We, we, and we always talk about you. We're always like, God, it's just refreshing when – like coming from where from. So, like you got to remember like when I first started watching CFC, like it was MPSO. Then it went Nisa. Now we're moving up, uh, which we need to talk about in a second, um, and with your expectations and stuff like that. But uh, like, it's just it's so refreshing to watch a real professional who like really understands their role and their job, but also is badass and has sick blue hair. Yeah, <laughs> the blue hair is my is my uh, by far my favorite thing because you I didn't know you and you just showed up and I was like, dude, like you know your hair looks sweet or whatever. You're like. Taking it all year, baby, yeah. or something like that. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. let's okay. go, dude. So let's go. Uh, I, I was going to look up. I think you're the first player we've had on since the uh, uh, MLS Next Pro announcement, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we haven't talked about. So that how are player. let's let's go straight there. Like, how are you feeling? Like, when did you hear? Like, I mean, you might have known way before we did, but like, when did you? When did it become that it was real? And like, yeah, like, how are you feeling about it? So I mean, it became real. I think at the end of the season last year, we were told that we were going to go into MLS Next Pro. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, like, you know, I've always, last year, a lot of my teammates who are no longer here were quality players. But as I mentioned before, you know, the coaching staff, they're very precise and conscious when it comes to decision making. Yep. And so, um, you know, it's just good to see that in all around the field, like in every position, there's it's competitive. Yep. There's quality players. We've we've had a discussion about that. That competition is only a good thing. It's only a great thing. Yeah. It's only a great thing. So you got competition this year for the first time in Chattanooga? I would say so. Is it, is it Milo or Milo? Milo, Milo. Milo okay. Milo. I haven't He's talked to him player. yet. I'm not. He's not a good I, I, so I had the first really person I got player. to ask. So yeah, how's how, obviously you are what's today? We're five days into practice, four days into practice? Yes. Did you guys start Thursday, Thursday of last Thursday, week or Wednesday? We started Thursday. So Friday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday. 
You didn't train Thursday? So yeah, Friday was your first? Yeah, the ball. What, the ball in the eye. Oh, don't do that, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Friday, Friday, <laughs> Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, today's Thursday, right? Five. So five days in. Yeah. Today was fi- day five. Five. Uh, who has impressed you so far? Really early, but who's impressed you so far? Maybe that you didn't know, because I know not everybody's in training. So anybody that w- fans should look out for, like, and then uh, yeah, if you're if you're comfortable talking about like Milo, like what uh, what's it like having another guy to compete with and also like to share the like left back responsibilities with because last year if folks don't remember you're the only left back on the roster (laughs) like it's like jp or is aiden gonna play left back like is uh didn't uh, colin stripling like one one, game one game left back (laughs) and shout out colin stripling did a great job great job but like you know now you got a a, a, like um thinking of the italian work compagno di riparto like uh, somebody in your um in your side of the field so yeah anybody that's impressed you and then what's it what's it like having someone to share it with yeah, yeah, so I would say pretty much every player, every new player has impressed me because, as I said, you know, there, you kind of see like, oh, okay, you know, maybe like th- this is why he's here because he's good at this and that, right? And so to me, I'm just super excited as much as the fans are, you know, to get started and to just even like our friendly this Saturday, like that's going to be really good, you know, just yeah. – to raise the standard, to continue raising the standard with the quality players that have came. It's awesome. And so, I I, w- I would say you know every player is not not anyone specific, but every player has honestly kind of just caught my eye. And then with Milo, like. I mean, we can cut this out, like, if you don't want to answer it, but, like, how is it having, like, somebody to, like, compete with? Is that, does that make you excited? Does it make you, like, raise your game? Does it, like... So, yeah, it, it gets me excited. I, I love competing. I have two brothers, an older and younger. Um, you know, that's kind of the environment that I grew around, like, grew up around. Uh, so, I mean, I'm stoked about it. I like it. Um, he's a good player. Did you know him before at all? No, no. I mean, because he's... he's Actually, a similar age, I think, 23 or 24. So, so he's not... You're, he's 2,000. He's 2,000? Okay. So oh, so he's younger he's, than I thought. Yeah, he's three years younger than me. Okay. So, yeah, you wouldn't have crossed paths at all then. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's, yeah. But he had... Yeah, because he had the COVID years in college. So that's why he's uh, right. fresh out. He's one and a half years out of college or whatever. Right. Dude, yeah. that thing is crazy. Seeing, like... Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Georgia fan. Stetson Bennett was at Georgia for a really long time. But now seeing some of these super... Or some people are calling them super duper seniors because the COVID year plus oh, whatever know. their red shirt after yeah. COVID year added on to two years of eligibility we to got, a lot of people. We got one of those. His name's John Burke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burke, yeah. Burke played like six years in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like five and a half. Yeah, that's dude, funny. And, you know, shout out John Burke. We'll have him on the podcast. Some that's my that's my goalkeeping instructor. Love him. But like he's, yeah, yeah. you know, he's like that's a 26-year-old rookie or whatever. Uh, you brother slept on his couch, right? Yes. When he yes. was here, yeah, yeah. Because that's how I found out your brother was here. Because I was talking to John. He's like, "Yeah, JP's brother's sleeping on my couch, uh, or whatever." And I don't <laughs> yeah, remember like details, but I thought that was that was right. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Yeah." He he also said your brother was a baller. So, but yeah, like, yeah. so so talking about players is one thing, but like, what what excites you the most about comp like the competition that you're? Oh yeah, great into? question, Jay. Like, obviously, we're gonna learn about the cup stuff, but like, just the league in general, like, it's obviously gonna be different. There's gonna be a heightened skill level. Like, we that, hope. Right. Does that excite you on, you know, like like moving forward into that challenge, ready to take it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, going back, you know, as I mentioned, like, before, there's everyone's different in their style of play yeah. and the way they are and stuff like that. And so 
even with my brothers, right? Like, there's things that I lack that they don't lack. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, okay, how can I slowly, like, cr like kind of put those, thi those, like, characteristics or styles of play to strengthen me as a player? And so um, just to see that, you know, there's some things that Milo's better at than me. Mm -hmm. And so it, it improves my game because it's like, all right, now I have to even step, up. step it up. Mm -hmm. And so, like, don't get me wrong, even last year when um, I was the only left back, I was still thinking about those things and asking questions and being a, a student of the game still, right? And so, yeah, like, I think at the end of the day, it does, naturally, it does make it more competitive when you have someone like there that is physically there mm -hmm. ready to play in, in the exact same position so um and and to and to physically be able to see that he's a quality player he's a good player and you know at the end of the day you know like coach said at the end of the day they're just gonna put players who are need to make the place and so i'm excited i'm super excited to to play and to compete to play against each other like once everyone starts trickling in and we do um just a scrimmage like amongst us you know like i said the the over time the standard only gets higher yep yeah so now we're going to the mls next pro with potentially a lot of kids right like we don't know like how do you are you thinking about that at all like meaning we might play teams that have a bunch of 17, 18, and 19-year-olds. And then, of course, we might play some that have, like, guys that are dropping down out of MLS. Like, have you thought about that at all? And do you have any, like... So, not really. Those are kind of, like, conversations that we had um, at the end of the year last year, before, like, signing the contract for mm -hmm. this year. Like, what are your kind of, like, thoughts about MLS Next Pro and stuff like that? You know, we mentioned it, stuff like that. So, um... You know, there's this saying, um, uh, how does it go? It's, um, I think it's fear no player, respect them all. Mm. Yeah, fear it's no player. It's a bar right there. Yeah, fear no player, respect <laughs> yeah, them all. It is a bar. <laughs> and so I feel like in a subconscious way, I've always felt that way. And my cool. co consciously, like my actions has kind of like led to obviously me, when I was asked that question, it was just like, you know, I'm, whatever opportunity comes, like I'm, 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 I'm up for it. Down for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so now it being real and being MLS next pro and having an idea, like, yeah, there's gonna be some young guys, there's gonna be some guys dropping for first team. At the end of the day, he's just a player. Like he just bleeds blood like me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna treat him all the same. So Dude, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, you mentioned like uh, too when you were like uh, going back to. To looking at playing in Nisa again, and you were thinking about, hey, I've got minutes in the USL Championship. I've got minutes in Mexico. I'm experienced. So does this, I would call it a, a step up, even though some people would look at it as like a lateral move. I look at this for us as a club from a competition, from a professional standpoint, and, and all of the different points of, of us, right. we're taking a step up. Right. Does that excite you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Because like, it is like your way of stepping up but still getting to stay with the similar foundation that you've been laying last year and so i look at that for me like looking at you i'm excited for you about that but i just want to know how that made you feel like as a player yourself yeah, yeah i mean just seeing that 
MLS Next Pro. Like, yeah, it's a new league, but, you know, it has a good foundation. You know, it's affiliated with MLS. The main sponsor is Adidas. And so it just looks good. It looks good for new the Adidas, New Adidas. Have you, seen the, have you seen the kit yet? Do we Not have? Yet. Okay, 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 okay. I don't know if we we're gonna have a conversation with the mics off. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, t- oh, d- don't worry, Jay. Jay, they're gonna be trash. Um, <laughs> they're every, Adidas, ev- damn it! Everything but the kits is gonna be fire, and then the kits are gonna be trash. That's my prediction. Oh, that's um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, would you have uh, pivoting completely back to something not serious at all? Go to karaoke song. Go to karaoke song. Oh, that's to be the most you gotta sing left ca- field question. You gotta sing time, karaoke right. right now. What are you picking? Um. I don't know why. It's just the lyrics are like in my head. Uh, Sam Smith, lay me down. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Let's go. You hit some Sam Smith. The uh, Sam Smith. I'm gonna request that to be like one of the new like warm up songs. Yeah, like yeah. You guys are out there. But now, now it's Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Okay. Good good so you got some pipes then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not really. But we try. We try. Who sings Tennessee whiskey? Uh, this is Tennessee questions for you. I, I have to since you're here. I have to ask you. His his first name starts with a C. Um, Don't let Jay bully you here. His name's Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. So if you have to request, uh, but when people now, I just want he's you to, the fa- I, he's that's not even his son though. He's the famous one though. I just he want you to know. Well, I knew of it before everybody else knew the Chris Stapleton version. But this is oh, Tennessee <laughs> musical history for you, David Allen Coe was the originator. So when, if you want to blow people's mind and uh, here in Tennessee, just just bring up the fact that you know that if anybody actually ever talks But to Chris Stapleton's who made it famous. Like he's, and who like no disrespect to David Allen Coe, but like Chris Stapleton does it better. Like, oh, he's just a better singer yeah. and all around musician in general. Totally, 100%. But yeah, but if you want to drop some like, yeah, I lived in Tennessee and I know a little, about, <laughs> little bit about country music, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowledge. What in Chattanooga, if anything, have you not done yet? Maybe you haven't had time yet. Like anything, like you're, it's all kind of on your to do list. Well, I would say a lot. There's a lot of things. Like yeah, like Ch- Chattanooga in comparison to like other cities in the U.S. is particularly small. Yeah, but there's a lot of things to do in Chattanooga. Yeah, and so, um. I mean, I right right off the bat when I came to Chattanooga, I was like, I have to go on the walk the walking bridge. I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I did that. But I mean, you been to Rock City yet? I haven't been to Rock City. I haven't been to Sunset. Sunset Rock. Sunset yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go to Sunset. I haven't, done, I haven't been there. Uh, f- quite a few things. Quite a few things. Yeah. The cool thing though is that like, um, getting into our apartments, there's like a to do list like. Things to do in Chattanooga. Nice, so nice, cool. We so have a little list. That's awesome. Those yeah, are that's great. Uh, if you go to a bigger city and they give you that list, it's kind of like meh. But here, though, that I'm sure that list is is cool and because it's such you a, can get to all those things. Yeah, and it's everything's so tight knit here. It's a big reason why I'm still here. Everything's local based, and there's so many fun things to do, especially like outside, like the quality of life thing is why right. I ended up staying here. But yeah. Right. Dude. Like, I need to go to a lookout game. I've been to a lookout game. Definitely got I, to, yeah. I need to even go to, like, um, just the UTC games. Like, just go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. A basketball game, football game. Totally. A, a girls' soccer game. You know, just go and support the city. You know? Yeah, Hell yeah. Sure. I got some teammate questions from last year. Oh, big Yeah, one. I'm not going to make you. I mean, you could. You obviously, uh, if you want to answer them from this year, you can. But I know we're just a few days into practice. But who was the fastest player? If you're betting on foot races, you Ooh. can't bet on yourself. It might. I'm not saying it's you or it's not you, but you can't bet on yourself. Might be me. No, just kidding. Foot race. Who are you betting on? <laughs> and let's say, let's say, 
one end of the field to the other. So top of the box, top of the box. Yeah, box start box. at the top of the box, sprint, dead a, sprint. A lot of fans probably wouldn't think about this. Okay, Gene Antoine. Really? He's got feet. That is really? Not, really? Yeah, he's it's, got those long it does, strides. It doesn't surprise He's got me. those long strides. I did he's it. explosive. He's fast, yeah. No, okay. That's, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say yourself. I was expecting Taylor. Or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Taylor Gray is really fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's hilarious. Though. Yeah, Juan. Juan Luis is very fast. Oh, yeah. yeah I think fast. I would have bet Juan Luis. Yeah. Yeah. But Gene, Gene's got wheels. I yeah. love that. That's some insight that we need. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would argue Tolly wouldn't get out the box super quick, but once he gets up to full speed, he's not slow. Yeah, no, 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 no. It just takes him a minute that. to get up to full speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't say yourself, best dressed player on the team. Best dressed. Last year. I mean, you could say this year, but we hadn't had any game days. Like, I don't want to hold you to this year. Yeah, yeah. I would say Aiden. <laughs> I love that. God, I hope I hope he, he, he's I hope a, he ends up back here. He, dude, I love that dude. If he's back, he's a must have. On Might have out, outside of your blue hair, probably the best hair on the team too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That mane, dude. Did he miss a game? Uh, uh, we can. I can tell you the defense was worse when he didn't play. Okay. He didn't miss a game, but he uh, he came out at halftime. I think in two. Yeah, and then yeah. one of the uh, one of the exhibitions, I think he didn't play. Gotcha. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. More teammate questions, please. Um. Teammate most likely to show up late last year. Practice, meeting, game, oh. whatever. Out of the bus from the hotel. I would say Lucho. Lucho. Luis, Luis Garcia Sosa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just hair bobbing, not paying attention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wish he would grow out his hair more. Yeah. Back from like Stumptown Luis. Remember Stumptown oh, Luis? Oh, I know. He looked like um, there's a Mexican player in. He plays in Leon now. Guardado. Yeah, of course. Like very yeah. Guardado hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. Guardado hair. Dude, his just like, and it was always like flopping around. And he yeah, was such yeah. a scorer too for Stumptown. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he still has it somewhere, but he's like, he's like put it away a little bit. But he mm-hmm. was such a scoring ten for Stumptown. I wish he bring bring it back, Luis. He's got bring the number back. ten this year. Yeah, he's got that's yeah. better. I, I'm gonna live. I have to live up to that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see what what he does this year. Mm-hmm. Um, teammate most likely to wear the wrong thing when particular clothes are required. Teammate, teammate. Anybody that didn't follow directions, everybody gets told to wear their tear and stuff, and they show up in uh, jeans. Uh, let's let's say Garcia Sosa. Yeah, Garcia I mean those, those gotta yeah. go hand in hand. He's gonna be late. Lucho. Yeah. <laughs> um, who coordinates? Uh, who coordinates or practices the most uh, goal celebrations in practice? Who's leading the like? Oh, we got. I'm gonna when I score, I'm gonna do this. Um, or is there anybody? I would say Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray is always thinking about how he's gonna celebrate or stuff like that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's I love awesome. that. That was a Felipe. That was a Felipe Oliveira thing too. Yeah, very. Much I don't so. know, like, if he always coordinated it, but he did a lot of group celebrations. Oh yeah, and I remember he told me uh, we were playing Nashville one time, and we were all hanging out like earlier in the day. And he was like, if I score, I'm going to the closest camera and I'm going to do this and say, like, whatever he says to his mom. Call mom. He's calling his mom, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Mm. Uh, Who is the the team DJ? Alex McGrath. Yeah, he's a music. Well, of course he is. Come on, Jay. Well, I mean, is he the one who controls the music? Because I'm I'm guaranteed, like, some of the stuff he plays, like, at Southside or whatever, y'all aren't, like, y'all aren't trying to listen to. You aren't trying to listen to the things 21-year-olds are listening to? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who plays music in the locker room? Um, 
Yeah, I would say. Shout would out, say hey, thanks, Alex. Vic. Dude, Vic. Yeah, thank you. Vic is thank important you, Vic. today. This is yeah, hell yeah. Vic. Vic's going to be on every podcast now. <laughs> yeah. well, that, and Gene likes to get on Ox a lot, too. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Gene. That's how I should ask you. Is who, yeah. who takes the Ox court? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who's, yeah, your, yeah. who's your favorite that gets on the Ox? Oh, I would say I like to see, because it doesn't happen very often. So I like to see when Jesus Bar gets on the Yeah. Chewy gets on the Ox sometimes? Chewy gets on the Ox sometimes, yeah. So you get what's his taste? What's like his taste once, in music? Once, like very, like very rarely, but I like to see him like kind of like just put music. Uh, I would say his taste varies. Like he likes to listen to house. He likes to listen to like Spanish music, which is like banda, reggaeton, mm. stuff. But he likes to listen to house. I would say more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause like you need like I feel like you need the guy who's got the the range yeah. To, yeah. to have the ox yeah up. a little bit of everything yeah. yeah you can't have the guy that only likes the Spanish music or only likes country right, or right. whatever because then like half the team's like what are we doing yeah yeah and so that's what I say like Alex because he's he's kind of like really good at obviously because he's a DJ but right. he's really good at like kind of like feeling the vibe and hell yeah yeah, yeah how's like his taste in Spanish like? music uh very very little i mean i mean <laughs> but he has some like, yeah yeah some it's good but um yeah yeah it's good i would say oh, yeah. his taste in spanish book is good the, the english guy yeah <laughs> i just as you never judge a book by its cover right he puts me on a lot of country songs yeah a lot of country well, songs. let's go let's That's go awesome. alex let's go alex Dude, uh, we need to plan a pod trip to go see him on a like a what is it thursday or yeah, wednesday whatever thursday, night he did we need to, oh yeah we need to go we need to go um uh Dude, that's awesome. I, I think it uh him whenever he did the crossbar challenge with us, you guys walk up and say like your position or whatever, he said DJ. DJ McGrath. So that's yeah. that's that's amazing. That is funny. Do you talk trash during the game? Are you a trash talker? Um so it's not like literal talking trash, but it's like if a player gets the ball and he's left footed, like I'll be like, Go here, go, go to your right, go to your right, go to your right. Or like if he's if his back is facing me. And the ball's being played to him. I'm like, here I come, here I come, here I come. Like y- yelling it and like, I'm, here, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. You're playing mind games and more so than you're like, talking trash. Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. that. That's awesome. But he, he takes a heavy touch. You're not, you know. But but like example, if someone steps on me, you best believe like I'm going <laughs> to step on them or, yes. or something. Like yeah, get yeah. them clean. Not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a dirty player. But like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in. If I'm you're gonna, gonna if you're gonna play dirty, I'm gonna make sure I get get my licks in too. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I got I got you. I got you. Who's the biggest trash talker last year on the field? Biggest for trash CFC. Talker. Like uh, who's who's CFC? Who was so in the past? I don't know if you remember Nick Spielman who played. He didn't play with you, but he would have played against you. Nick was like the Notor- chirper, notoriously, notoriously for chirping for really? from yeah. center back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's and it was always funny. Yeah, like or it's good, good. usually funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm curious if there was anybody last year that you know always talking. I would say, like generally speaking, no one really liked to talk trash. But I mean, here and there, just because he's like a funny guy and he liked to spice things up. Lenny, Lenny liked to spice. I things can up see there. that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, Shout out Lenny and Sebastian uh, Cabezucci. Oh, I can yeah. see. He talks. Yeah. I don't know. If, I can't ever see, tell what he's saying, but he talks a lot. Yeah. He was the other guy. Seba, he was the other guy who like really impressed me when I came and hung out with y'all for a little bit. It was you? We, ended, you and I ended up talking like before anybody ever came out, and then he came over to me and was like asking me questions and just like getting to know me. And I remember that was, and I think that was his like 
first or second practice. And mm-hmm. I was really impressed with like how vocal he was around you guys and like feeling comfortable that's a, with everybody. That's mm-hmm. a lead. That's mm-hmm. a. I mean, you can correct me if you don't think any of this is correct. But that's a leader. That's also a guy who's been captain. He's a vet. Like he's played. Like so. Like that's a guy that you know understands veteran presence, right? right? Like understands like what it's like. So I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised uh, that he's like slotted right into the team because mm-hmm. like that's a guy who's been around. Also, he'd been in. He played against CFC before. He had been around CFC a little bit. He had tried out for CFC, and we'd offered him, and then he ended up going somewhere else. So like, you know, this is a different coaching staff, but like. You know, not a right. guy that's first go around in soccer. Right. Yeah. And right. I, Sebastian's a vibes guy. He's a guy I regret not having had vibes. on the podcast. Very big vibes guy. And to see him after the game, big unbuttoned shirt, chain, like ah, great vibes, dude. At yeah. all times. Yeah, yeah. At all times. Yeah. That's big Damn. for us. Passing the vibe check, like that's the whole city is a vibe check at, yeah, at times. For sure. And you got to fit in. And he. That's he a dude. Did. That's a dude that aced the vibe check. To be fair. Yeah. yeah that's a dude that aced the vibe check. We were talking about somebody the other day, like on another podcast. We were talking about somebody else who 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 really passed the vibe check real quick. I can't. Remember I don't remember who it was. No, but we've had but, that before. Lenny yeah. does. I'm not surprised that now that you say that, actually, Lenny feels it, right. It is Lenny. That's Lenny's, what we were talking about. Lenny post game vibes are 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 great. Yeah. Are great. For sure. And like I felt like. He would be. He was always the first to arrive in the celebration pile uh, oh, yeah, when yeah, somebody yeah, scored. Exactly. Yep, like yep. no matter where he was, warming up, not warming up, whatever. Lenny would be the first one to the pile, yep. which I love. Yeah, great hype man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And yeah. didn't seem to be. I don't know from the outside, but didn't seem to be like you know. Uh, it wasn't a problem that he wasn't in the like you know some guys like maybe it's like yeah they're happy for the guy but they're not that like he seemed to be so happy for every goal and every team thing just yep. all the time right. Right. Whether he was wearing the orange bib or not, yeah, exactly. he was always involved, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, so a quick question that's not a teammate question. We are basically confirmed that we're going to be painting over the American football lines so that you guys are going to have a clean field basically mm-hmm. to play on. Do American football lines throw you off? I've always wondered or does that. that make the, just, or does that make – it's a great question. Or does that make the offside – like keeping the offside line real easy? So that and then oh, I didn't think al- about that. also like for me as a defender, um, defending the goal zone – yeah, you can kind of have more I can reference. have more of a reference of yeah. where I'm at in the, on the field. But um, it's a great question, Jan. Thought about this. Keep going. Keep but going. But I would say when it comes to attacking, a little bit. Yeah. Just because you know the lines, um, specifically, there's like a line like that's really close to the um, the outside line, like the on the on close the to the 18. On the wits. On oh, the, oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. So There's like two this, different the lines. NFL yeah. sideline or the NFL, the American football sidelines, which are thick. Yeah. Like white. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, no. I'm talking about. I don't know if you guys remember. There was a game against LA Force where they thought the ball went out of bounds. Yeah. But it was like literally like on the line. Yes. And it's yes. because there's two two literal lines like right next to each other. Like the yellow one and the white one. Right. And it was actually like perfectly. And so like that kind of when you're dribbling and stuff like that, it kind of throws you off a little bit. And so... Yeah, it's like a, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. It's so refreshing, like uh, going and watching like the mocks play football, and or watching you guys play out there with the lines, and then seeing a really fresh painted field, especially when the wine, the lines go from what what we don't think about. Reed Farnsley pointed this out to me. Uh, we don't think about the lines being yellow, like us fans. Mm-hmm. But when they're white, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, that's different. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. uh, this feels real. Because right. we, when we played we played Atlanta, we did it. When we played uh, Real Batiste, uh, we did it. Um, 
I guess both times it was Atlanta. And then whenever we had our, our big game here in 2015, I think they, they might have been white as well. Uh, but there were times where they, they it goes from yellow to white, and it's like a completely different feel to it for some reason. You wouldn't think. It's like the, it's like the littlest thing, but like it's it makes a huge difference into making that pitch feel like this is the home of a soccer club, not like shared. Right, I mean? right, so, right. Basically, the white lines pass the vibe check. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hey, speaking of passing the vibe check, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe to all the things. Holy shit, dude. I I just talked all that chatter a couple of podcasts ago, and I literally haven't said anything. Yeah, we're on on YouTube. That's Uh, a a new addition. We we didn't used to be on YouTube. We used to just be on uh, audio podcasts. If you're listening, also know again that we're on YouTube. You should go watch it. And if you haven't watched the Tommy Salsa podcast, like a lot of these, like this podcast is going to be, it's better on YouTube, but it's also good on audio because I'm not like, we're not splicing in a bunch of highlights. But the Tommy Salsa podcast, y'all, go watch that one and go watch it on YouTube because like- there's a bunch of like uh, videos and yes. like stuff we brought okay. in for his career. That and- that's actually really important. So every now and then we are going to bring assets into the podcast and show clips and stuff. So that would be a reason to watch. Well done. Yeah, we talked about we talked about some uh, a famous Panenka in a, in a penalty shootout. Like we talked about uh, some famous saves. Like we went through a bunch of stuff from Tommy's like CFC playing career before talking about also, of course, a ton about him now in the women's uh, program and whatever else. So like that one is genuinely not the same podcast yeah. on, on not on video. Also, so- uh, shout out Jeff for already being watching the. Video video because he said he would jeff jeff said he or wait, was it jeff who's who i thought it was jeff climber maybe reached out to you who, who reached out to you and said you sent me a screenshot and it was like oh mike flores okay it was mike okay sorry. i don't know if i told you who it was but shout out mike okay who's jeff, jeff, mike, no mike. jeff i think jeff just asked a really good question yeah jeff asked a really good yeah no jeff's uh, a great jeff's shout great out mike guy. mike i think i don't know if jeff watches i think jeff might listen um, jeff i don't even know you if jeff should watch every, yeah watch watch jeff comment and prove that you watch uh just kidding just kidding you won't uh, <laughs> um, uh, last couple of things. What's your favorite non-soccer sport? Ooh, I would say football. American football. American. Who's football. your team? Yeah, Anaheim. You're kind of like in the middle. Is, of do you have an NFL team, college team, or neither? Uh, I would say the Chargers. The Chargers. Okay. Yeah. Growing yeah. up. Growing up. Um, when at one point when I live in Riverside, one of my best friends was a fan of the gotcha. Chargers. So you watch games, yeah. With him so I watch stuff. games with them and stuff. So yeah, that's an organic way to become a fan. Yeah, sure. and new head coach. Yep, Harbaugh. Um, oh shit, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah oh, just signed. Yeah, who is it? Yeah, yeah. So cheating Harbaugh. Keep going. <laughs> but I don't consistently watch football. Just the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next next week. Next week. I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not. But I've. I've Coast Smitty um, and a lot of the big Chiefs fans that I know, so I'll probably probably check in. Yeah, I just have money on it, so I'll watch. That's the that'll, <laughs> that'll get you. It's a good reason to barbecue. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good excuse to hang out. And the halftime show will be the only thing Ella, my wife, will be interested in the entire football season. And she'll just what I don't. We didn't watch the game two three years ago, and I don't watch it. I watch probably watch one in every two Super Bowls now. But like she was like it. The, she knew what time the halftime was going to be. She's like, turn on the halftime show. Turn on the. Half-. I literally turned on the halftime show. We watched that, and I turned the game off. Or there's always you know people watch for the commercials or whatever. But one exactly like a couple years ago, one of my friends had their wedding party. Uh, not wedding. Uh, wedding shower. On Super Bowl Sunday, yes, aggressive. And I mean, would actually love. I would love that, but uh. and the family was mixed because everybody was like, "Yo, we're trying to watch the Super Bowl." So what we did as video nerds, we had all of their friends record their own Super Bowl commercials. Oh, so that's cool. I, I had like an ATM where I could cut and play audio and cut to a different thing. So on the screen, everybody's watching the Super Bowl, and when the commercials came up, I would like click, and it would be their friends saying like. 
how proud they are, how much they love them, and blah blah blah. And but then that became controversial because people are like, yeah, but like we're literally watching for the freaking commercials, bro. So I blocked out all the commercials from. I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm ca- I was caught in some crosshairs of some families. How dare you, dude? How dare you? How dare you? Um, last one for me, unless and then we'll see if Jay's got any more. Uh, favorite TV slash Netflix show? Anything you're binging on, watching lately? Uh, shows. I would say. I don't really like watching shows. Okay. I'm more of a movie guy. Nice. Okay, I'm give us a give us a movie that you've watched lately or that you. I just watched The Vow. Okay. Yeah, rewatch the. I haven't, I haven't watched that. Yeah, it's, it's like a romantic movie. It's a good movie. Okay. Um, but one of my favorite movies that I just rewatched and I was telling uh, Tita about it's called The Impossible. It's based on a true story. Never heard of it. A tsunami. In uh, oh, in Indonesia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. The 2014 tsunami so. earthquake. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. The Impossible. Great movie. Dude. Great movie. That's cool. I might have to check that out. A lot of that stuff has been resurfacing. All the videos from like that that time, like all the people's like cell phone videos or whatever of them like being like, "Holy shit, the ocean's disappearing," you know, and then being like, "Oh, that means that oh, we need to get out of here." Like all that, it's just so crazy to watch. Like to watch just absolute pandemonium and tragedy. It was like it's crazy, it was yeah, so crazy. Yeah, so many things like that happen, and then like we move on and we keep doing things, and you remind people of it, and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, that did happen." Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that movie out because I, I. It's funny. I've been like really like seeing so much of that stuff, and I'm I'm a big documentary nerd. That's the kind of stuff I like to watch. Yeah, um, same. And so there honestly. is there's a one there's one that just came out about all that, and I'm trying to I'm trying to go. Jay, there's there's this one called Loose Change. It's on. <laughs> Bro, I, I watched Loose Change a long time ago, so and the, I am now a flat earther. So the the vow is also based on a true story where basically it's this couple. They're married, right, and they get into a car crash. And the wife loses her memory completely. And so when she wakes up, she's like, hi, doctor. Um, like, what, what, what's going on? So he has to get, he has to earn her back? Basically. Like, oh, man. Yes. I bet that's. They basically have to fall in love again. And she, like, her last memory was her ex-fiance. Oh. Yes. And that's based no. on a true story. It's based Crazy. on a true story. It's like uh, it's like if you took fifty first dates, mm-hmm. took one date and elongated it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. lost her memory. Of course, she lost it every day, right? Yes, okay. every day she had it when she woke up, uh, and he'd have to, like short. That's yeah, a good yeah, movie too. That's like fun movie. That's a good movie. That's a fun movie. Yeah. Well, well, dude, thank yeah. you for like taking so much time for for being so generous with your time and hanging no, out. No, thank you guys for having me. And Vic, Vic brought me water. Bro, Vic has been here. important. He's Vic been an essential part of this Dude, podcast. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to get drafted. <laughs> he lunch. He yeah, lunch. Exactly, which, yeah. We're, which we, we might well go, might as well go eat now. So listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, watchers, viewers, thank you for viewing and watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Do all the YouTube things for the algo. And we will catch up with you soon. Peace.